I love discovering undiscovered talent. And this is an interview with Jean-Baptiste Maudoui about his film, Happy Like Joplin. Some beat music with their clock. And then to their breakfast. Some beat the music with their stamp. You have 20 days, 23 hours and 59 minutes to return the book. Enjoy the reading. And others with their heart. And then there is Joplin with the suitcase. Monday spring to Sunday winter. 3.34, he goes. Monday to winter. Always 3.34. To where? Nobody knows. It's time for OWC Radio. Tech Talk with Creatives. Conversations with host Serena Catania. I have told you guys about Jean-Baptiste Maudoui, and I am now with him, and I have a lot of questions about this amazing movie that you did, Jean-Baptiste. Welcome to OWC Radio. As I was telling everyone before, oh, yes, as I was telling everyone before we started, every once in a while you see a film and, you know, I just, I looked at your film and I thought, okay, this is a gem. And I wanted to talk to you about how you made it. And so let's, let's just jump right in. Tell everybody what you have been doing prior to becoming a filmmaker for a living. And where are you at the moment? Uh, being honest with you, I am not a filmmaker professionally. I am a senior market researcher and I'm working for an American company based in Sugarland. But they have an office in Europe and I am living in Ireland. I'm not even in France. So uh, I'm a senior market researcher for a company named IIR, Industrial Info Resources Europe. But uh, during my free time, I just love to make uh, short movies. So it's one of my first, actually. It's my second short movies. So I'm not a professional yet, but... <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you, don't underestimate yourself because you're incredibly talented. Thank you very much. You know, we have a tendency to think that, oh my goodness, I'm not making the big bucks on my movie. I'm not quite a filmmaker yet. You have started at a very high level, and I think you've set the bar high for a lot of other people. I know I saw a very early version of it. We have some voices to re-record. So it's nearly finished, but uh, it's. I have two kids. I'm working five days a week, and on the weekend, my wife is working most of the time. So it's extreme. That's my problem. Extremely hard to uh, get the time. But if the people want to go on uh, on Vimeo to watch the movie, it's nearly a, a final version of it. Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow up with everyone and give you the link when Jean-Baptiste is ready so that you Thank can you actually watch this wonderful movie that we're going to be talking about. And by the way, welcome to the world of independent films. <laughs> because <laughs> we, you know, we have to fit it into our schedules with other things. Trust me, I understand that quite well. So you research global markets and, mm -hmm. and talk about trends. So that's a uh, we're going to have to bring you back and really talk about that because I'm sure that it would be fun to pick your brains about all of that. But uh, you're born in Paris, right? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I am born near Paris, yeah, absolutely. 
And I was interested to find out that you were a master stone carver. Actually, it's my real work. Uh, I was a stone carver for 14 years. And because I, since I am small, I, am, I love history and I love all the churches and uh, castles. And um, so when, when I got in the age to be an apprentice, I just, I jumped into it and I loved it. I absolutely love this job with all my heart for 14 years. But unfortunately, I was diagnosed with a bones disease and I had to uh, give up. But um, I am not, you know, I don't like to do nothing. So I just, I just decided that, okay, I have to find another job. Am I not, I like my job, but am I not love it as much as stone? But in the meantime, I, I might try to uh, get to do something that I really love. So I just decided, because I have a passion for um, for movie for years, so I just decided, okay, let's try just to do something a bit more creative than market researching, which is very creative, by the way. I love my job, but I just needed something a bit more a bit more emotional. When actually you work with old stone, 1,000 years old, 500 years old, and you see the work that people put into it before, it's kind of create a... It's emotional as well. So you are just, you know, you're restoring a job. Then people spend years and years to work. And I needed to uh, find back this kind of uh, emotion. And filmmaking, I think, gave me this kind of emotion. Yeah. So I jumped into it. You were working on restoring um, churches and ancient castles and churches. And uh, churches, I did that for 14 years. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was working in Le Louvre for a while in uh, in Paris. I was working. Yeah, I was working in a cathedral in a in a bedroom. I was working in some castle in a, La Vallée de la Loire, the, the king's castle. You have a lot of castles there. Oh, j'ai I did habité, that for 14 years. Oh, j'ai habité à Orléans pendant quelques années, alors ah, je, je connais vraiment? <laughs> the Loire Valley, oui. Ça me manque beaucoup. Yeah, so you, you mentioned that you were hired to restore um, Clare Galloway Castle in Galloway, uh, Castle, in County Galloway in Ireland. County Galloway, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, so what happened with that? Because I think you ended up staying, right? So, <laughs> like everything, I came to Ireland, I was 24 years old, and I met a young lady. So things happen. Uh, <laughs> and I got married, and I have two, uh, two lovely children, 13 oh. and uh, 10 years old, yeah. So you fell in love with a woman from Ireland. What a wonder what from, she she was from she wasn't from Ireland? From Poland. Living uh, in Ireland as well. So Okay. Uh, we are in yeah, uh, it's a global um you know, it's a global family, international <laughs> family. Irish, Polish and French. So it's quite interesting, yeah. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. Atom, it's very interesting. We have three uh, languages and flow at Atom. And our kids are uh, nearly three on the on the three languages, so it's very funny. It's oh, funny. That, that's and when my daughter she doesn't want me to understand something, she speaks in Polish with her mom, so I cannot understand. Oh, what that's, <laughs> that's not fair. No, <laughs> I would say c'est pas gentil ça. Exactly. Well, that's really a, rom- a romantic story, and I'm sorry that you can't really do the heavy stonework anymore. But um, it's life, you know. I it's life. Uh, you have always to try to do what, whatever the the circumstances are. You just try to do your, your best. So if and for, I was very I was very upset when that happened. But listen, it's it's a problem, and you have to just to do something else. But in in a sense, um, the creative part, I really really needed to. Uh, to um, to feed it. This is why I I started to to do a bit of movies. That's it. Mm-hmm. So you're researching global t- trends. You're um, feeling like you need an artistic 
Uh, yes. Yeah, you need an artistic, uh, what, what's the word I want to say, um, venue for your talent, mm -hmm. right? So how did you come to choose filmmaking? Uh, when I, being honest with you, when I was small, I actually, I, I never thought about it. When I was small, I fall in love for a movie. I don't know if you know the name, it's Cinema Paradiso. Oh, of course. You know this movie? Love okay. it. And love I it. Love it. Yeah, and I totally fall in love for this movie. And I was exactly the same. I was than a small boy. I was going to the cinema all the time. I was going sometimes uh, to uh, the room and steal some, you know, some kind of film as well and keeping it at home. My mom hated it, you know, uh, as well. So and uh, and as I was growing, I I always keep that in my head. And when things happen with, with my back, I said, okay, it's so I have some inspiration, something to say. So why not? And uh, that's it. And that's, there you that's are. That's about all, actually. I'm very sorry. I have nothing more to say. So now you said that the one we're talking about today, tell us the name of the film and give us the, the story behind the, the, the film. What's it about? Alors, the name of the movie is Happy Like Joplin. And uh, the movie, it's about, um, it's about a man that sits on a bench and every day is going to some places that we have no idea where. And there is this young girl. She's very original. She has a different way to to um, to see things. She's very very shy as well. And she's she's a choose by a friend to follow him and know exactly where this man is going and what is he doing. He just a man who sits on the bench every day and same time standing and going going somewhere, not speaking to anyone. And then she uh, tried to uh, follow him one day and she discovered what is he doing. And he just sits at the bench on the old railway and waits. And she starts to, to imagine in her head what, why is he waiting there. This is a simple story, really simple story. But it's more about her imagination through what actually she can hear, imagine seeing some, some, uh, some, some people. If you want me to uh, to repeat it because I made a mistake, you, I, I can repeat you again. You... No, you know, actually, thank you for speaking English. We could also do this in French, but your English is so good. Um, and then <laughs> I'd be embarrassed by my French. But but no, so I, I loved the idea that this the children of the village watch the sky and he comes every day, exactly same time, sits down at the bench, gets out his little, um, and it's one of those little um, uh, tape players. Right? It's a little tape yes, player. Yes. And he's got a tape in it. And he has his earbuds on. Mm -hmm. And he sits on the bench and he plays he whatever's said. on the tape. We don't know what's on the tape yet. And the kids always wonder why does he do that? Right? So this little exactly. girl's pretty precocious. She decides, okay, exactly. I'm going to find out where this man goes. And she, I love that she kind of sneaks behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that she's following him. And then. When he gets to the railway station, he's doing the same thing. And, same thing, yeah. and exactly so it becomes, at that point, the story becomes a mystery. And we yeah, watch then as the little girl uh, tries to figure out what the story is. So who wrote the script? Uh, I did with the help of my friend. We had two people to, to write the script. Actually, this story is not a real story, but nearly we... I'm living in Chum, near, in Conti Galway, and there is a huge park near our home. And there is a lady, she has a lovely dog, and every summer she sits on the same bench, bench, she takes out her food, she eats her food, and she leaves. 
And once with my friend, she's very in the, she's very interesting person. She has a very different way to uh, to address up, different way to uh, speak. She smiles to everyone. I I just love this, this kind of person, very original, and you cannot get in, in into the head. So actually, it's quite a mystery. And one time we are, we are, we were working with my friend, and we are just we are trying to get an idea for a movie, and then we started to speak. Oh yeah, we we, we never know what she's going. And then we we just start to know to get that may. Uh, Maybe she has a lover. Maybe she has that. Maybe she, or, or maybe she just go to uh, the railway next, who is close in thirty years, and she's just wait there for a train that never comes. And it, it oh. just can come like that, you know. Yeah. Kind of... Yeah, it's fun sometimes to to look at people who are interesting, and and I I like thinking yeah. about what their backstory is. Like sometimes yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll make up a story about them. Oh yes, but you know you have a. Ridley Scott, I think he said once something really who struck me. He said, um, life has more imagination than we carry in our dreams. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you can just see, sometimes life is unbelievable. You will see some people, you really think, okay, they are boring, they are that, they are that. And one day you, are, you have something in your heart, you feel a bit dumb. And then this person comes to you very discreetly, she speaks, and you understand the richness that, that some people has. This is why, you know, it's, I always try to keep the eyes open and look around, you know, it's very trivial, but it's a great source of inspiration. You really see everything around you, absolutely everything. So it's, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> so you, you wrote the script, you created the story. Who worked on the film with you? We were a crew of two people only. I miss you. I was a deal. I have a, so the man, Lawrence Clifford, and actually wrote the script with me was a sound. Uh, he was a, he, he was taking the sound. He edited the, the the sound with me. He was a producer of the movie, so he paid most of the the movie. And I was a DOP, the director and the editor on the movie. So, and so you've been a lot busy. Of work. <laughs> Very <laughs> busy, but but and, what I mean, you know. I know that you know some people have some some money, but when actually you don't have too much money, you're trying to be a bit more creative, maybe you know. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it's a very 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 good experience to try to do everything on your own because you're learning absolutely every step of the process. So yeah, I think that it sometimes it unpacks your creativity when you don't have a lot of money. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. We made so many tests. We use, we try so many different lenses to try to get a shot that we wanted, but we needed some, uh, some, uh, I don't know, some dolly to do it, but we didn't have the money. So, okay, uh, we try to run with the camera. We try to bring in final cut. We try to stabilize it, make an acceleration. And we see, you know, and actually by testing and by trying to do things, you're getting creative and you can get some nice shot, you know, without spending a lot of money. Just try to use your, you know, what you have around you when when you don't have the money you try to be creative as you said <laughs> i agree i agree so what cameras were you using to shoot with we use an old camera we use a black magic 4k cinema camera so mm -hmm. this is a pretty old camera maybe five or six years old and we shot the movie in hd mm -hmm. uh, because the storage was quite expensive so we shoot everything in a in in a g prores four four to two Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. We have only this uh, this camera. We use as well eight eight millimeter lens, one eight millimeter lens, and a Sigma eighteen to thirty five millimeter one point eight. It's a brilliant lens. So even when when we don't have too much light, it was easy to use. Yeah, very, it's a very mm -hmm. fast lens. It's it's beautiful. Very fast lens. Yeah, very well, fast it aperture. Was, 
That was so beautifully shot. And and I I just really, did you do any, uh, how about the lighting on some of the scenes? Like when you're inside the train station, for example, talking mm -hmm. to the woman where he used to live, there's a scene yeah. where the little it's, girl goes and sees where he used to live. How did you light that scene? We had light. We, 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 had, we had light. Um, we had a test and we used three uh three lights and we had as well some some softbox so everything was on all the inside scene every single uh inside scene is is lit, lit. is lit yeah is lit, yeah. yeah yeah every inside scene is lit yeah mm -hmm. i mean even even with a very fast lens there wouldn't have been enough light in that room and i, I wanted to have some um i wanted to have some kind of uh, or organic look i wanted a part of of the face to be more uh, more lit than than than, mm -hmm. than the other, and I wanted the the background to be lit. Uh, I didn't want anyone to have to have a face fully lit. I wanted to be a a bit of shadow, a bit of, of mystery in each each faces inside. So you know, it's uh, you are not there to make someone look good. You have you are there to make someone look interesting. Sorry to say that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was very impressed with the animation that you did. Talk to us about how you accomplished that. Uh, oh, my God. That was uh, it was a lot of a lot, a lot of work. Um, just I have some notes about it. Most of the anim animation, they are based on, a, I don't know if you know uh, this period in France, probably you know, from the 19th century to the beginning of the 20th century, called La Belle Époque. Yes. Yeah, La Belle Epoque. It's a very, very specific time in France with a lot of uh, great painters like Toulouse-Lautrec, Vincent van Gogh. And I always love this, uh, this time. So actually, to make, the anim and to, to make this animation, I was trying to, uh, uh, to, uh, to find some painting of them, trying to we draw some, um, some of the picture of the painting into the iPad Pro. We redraw re it. Mm. We redrew it. Uh, we exported it as a, as a Photoshop files. We brought it into a Motion Five, mm -hmm. and then we did the animation. And for all the um, the building, they are part of the building from the city I am from in France. So I, I, when actually I was going to France, I was making some picture of old of old building. I brought them to my iPad for the picture. I redrew them. I I exported fifty million pixel. Uh, the Photoshop files. So when actually I brought everything into, into motion five, it was easy to have a good camera move and zoom in, in, in into the building without having any uh, any pixel. It was very, very, very challenging. And especially to put the, the smoke in top of the chimney. My my iMac nearly melt a few times so when, when we were exported it. But. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's not easy to learn those programs, and there you are. How long did it take you to make this film? Uh, oh, to say the time we have—I have no idea because sometimes for three or four, um, the main actor nearly died. He had a he had a problem with his stomach. He had to go to the hospital, and for nearly a year, we totally stopped stopped it. So okay. for the day we we start, the day we finish, it took two to three years. But during the COVID, we didn't do any, um, anything. So really, if you put all the day together and we really shot, we probably have two, two weeks of shooting. And the editing special effect 
all combined together, probably a month and a half, two months. But unfortunately, having no time and sometimes we could not shoot, for example, for, for the school for six months because we needed to get a permission from, from the school board. It's those three months of work spread over two years. So. Wow. Unbelievable. How long is the film? What's the length of the film? It's 35 minutes. Yeah. 35 minutes moving. I have to tell everyone listening, I was really mesmerized. Um, one of the other things about this film that I that I personally liked very much is that you let it breathe. It was so lyrical. It was so, you know, I had time to experience the characters and to think about the environment and the world around them and their backstory. And sometimes in, you know, filmmakers, especially those who are first starting out, they feel like they have to just hit us really hard with something right away and get no, no, no. And, and keep no. us moving. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit more European, but I loved the pacing of the film. Do you, do you know the movie All the Morning in the World? Yes. Do you know it, eh? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's okay. So you know that sometimes silence yes. speaks more than yes. than, uh, than dialogue. And actually, uh, this movie with um, what was a great inspiration for me. Exactly like uh, the, um, I was inspired as well by a lot of you know Jean Pierre Genet, mm -hmm. Jean Pierre Genet, and his DOP. Uh, Del Bruno Del Bonel use a very wide angle lens, and that has really source of, of of inspiration. But this movie, All the Morning in the World, really, it's very very slow. And in this movie, we really try to the movie start very 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 quick, and then as more as we get into this this young girl, and as more as we get into this man who just wait for a train, we try to change the the pace of of, of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's it's melancholic and you have time to breathe. I'm delighted that you noticed it. I'm really oh, delighted that you I, noticed it. <laughs> it's one of the things I love the most about it, really. I mean, obviously it's very well crafted. You're incredibly talented. And I think Thank that this movie is going to be very well received. I really do wish you good luck. As we say here, break a leg. But the name Joplin, where did that come from? Scott Joplin. I am a big fan of him. Ah, okay. Okay, there you go. You shot with the Blackmagic cameras, and what did you mm -hmm. use to record sound? Do you know what he was using to record the sound? And a Zoom H4M, I think, the Zoom yeah. H4M. Right. And uh, that, and then he used another uh, that he used it to to record the files, and it was and after the I think it was same laser for the the mic. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know exactly which one because I'm not at all okay. a sound man. Being honest with you. No, that's okay. So. There was some mixing afterwards that had to happen. Yes. And how did you do yes. that with the sound? Oh, we use, I use Final, Final Cut Pro. And um, all the scene that you see outside, it was, it was so noisy that we could not choose any sound. So actually, it was done after. Mm -hmm. And um, the BBC, uh, mm -hmm. if you know the new BBC, they put, I think, 16,000 sound free. Uh, available to uh, their website, so we uh, use them, and then we went as well out, uh, outside during um, during the night, and we will record nearly all, all the sound of the movie. Sometime at three, four o'clock in the morning, we went there and we will record the sound. So it. <laughs> <laughs>
It was a great experience on <laughs> Isn't it amazing what we'll do to get a film done, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's uh, it's slow. I mean, the, um, with the time and the problem that actually we had, it's this movie we put so much, you have no idea, we put so much love into it. It's really, 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 it's a love story. Really, really. There is no, nothing else, you know. You really put your your emotion into it and you really yeah. try to you know and the thing is about emotion it's like a on a circus it's you walk on a line and it's really really tricky it's easy to uh, to get into too much comedy or a drama if you really want to get some emotion it's really 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 you know you know what i mean yeah it's it's a uh, oh it's very tr- tricky so it's but it's it's a love story. I really uh, you uh, you can ask my uh, wife. I spent so, so much time into it, and I was I was getting uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so she and the kids were talking in Polish, so that they <laughs> didn't know how angry they were that they wanted more attention from their father. You know, I remember you're reminding me that when the movie Electric Horseman came out, we were premiering it at Sundance in Utah, and Sidney Pollock said something to me that I've never forgotten because I commented to him about some of the scenes in the movie. And he said, because I told him, you let the audience's imagination run because, you know, you gave them an opportunity to do that with this film. And he looked at me and he says, you know, Serena, sometimes what you don't show has more of an impact than what you do. And I've never forgotten that. And I think that's really good advice. And and when I was watching the movie, you were sharing the thoughts and the processes and the lives of the people in the film without pushing it on us. You know, you were allowing us as an audience to breathe with the film. So I I really want to uh, congratulate you on that. And you mentioned in terms of the animation, Affinity Photo and Procreate. I'm I'm yes. not an animator, so I really... Um... I'm not an animator at, at all. Uh, what actually we used to uh, Affinity Photo and Pro and, and Procreate, I used Procreate to a draw because um, we didn't want to... Uh, I didn't want to use exactly the picture that you had. So all the picture that we use, all the building that, that we use, we were, were sent to my iPad into Procreate. Procreate, it's a, it's a drawing app. It's a very, very, very good drawing app. So I was putting the picture behind and I was drawing in in the top of it. You know what I mean, yeah? Right. So when when I got the style of, uh, of the building and actually I wanted, I exported it. And... Um, and affinity photo because I was using some as well some bridge from the city where I am from, and I wanted as well to uh, to, to to zoom into it. So I, I use affinity photo to bring the the, the picture in to boost the pixel to fifty or sixty million pixel, bring it to affinity photo, put a filter into it, and then export it. And all those files were sent to Motion Five. You know, Apple Motion Five. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's. Um, that's a program made by mm-hmm. Apple mm-hmm. Uh, beside Final Cut Pro, and I used it for for the for the animation with a great tutorial of uh, Mark Spencer with a Motion Five Guru. <laughs> oh, Mark! There you go. Yes, he's really wonderful, isn't he? He's oh my god, yeah. he's, he's really a great way of teaching where he uh, just gets right into it. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Tip gets right into it. Yeah, Mark is wonderful. I have his books as well, so. 
Yeah. Oh, well, he'll be happy to hear that. I will definitely <laughs> tell him. I know the folks at Apple and also the folks at Adobe are going to be really interested to to see how you're using the the their hard work with all of the software and hardware that they create for all of us. So looking back on the process now, you, you know, you, you've gotten to a point where you have what you can call the final cut, correct? <laughs> so sit back for a minute and look back. And what about the process was the most memorable for you? Imagining the movie mm -hmm. in, in, in fairness and cutting it. Um, when actually my favorite part of the movie, it's when actually you create the, the story because your mind can get crazy. You can really imagine absolutely everything until you hit a wall. Okay, this is not doable. It's too expensive. This mm -hmm. is doable. So the, for me, it's the most. It's absolutely the most enjoyable moment. And when you cut it, when actually you you cut it, and then okay, I will put a bit slower here. If if I cut, I love uh, the editing process. If you push, if, if you have one second more, it changes uh, the, the shot totally. For example, you have a shot of the teacher who said anything else, and we hold it, we hold it until it's uncomfortable, and then you release it. Or when the lady at the, at the railway, she said, I'm sorry, but that's all I know, and she has a, a nice smile, warm up your heart, then you release. So it's really, a movie can be really screwed or made really great, in air beating it's mm -hmm. such of an important part of the process mm -hmm. and the most and uh, enjoyable because you really see your your movie that you have on a piece of paper in your head on a piece of paper on your camera on your files then you put them together and you start to, to create the story it's i love editing it's more than sh shooting the movie because shooting the movie you have a time you know you have to rush the people they have their own life to do you know to go so you have really to rush during the shooting so you have really to prepare really the movie really well prepared the shooting must be really something okay the movie is already done so it's really quick it has to be very well organized but when actually you go to the on the editing room you can really be very creative again yeah, so. you can. How did you find the old man and and the little girl? How did you come? You know, how did you cast the characters? This was so good. Uh, this man named John Lennon is um, one of the first person that I met when I came to Ireland. He has Asperger syndrome. He's Asperger, and he's very open about it. And he's a really, really great man. And when I saw, sorry, when I saw this lady on the bench, she had the same way, very nice and very friendly to behave than him. And I was just asking him because, okay, John, do you mind if we could just try to do some movie review? And he, oh, John Baptiste, absolutely. And oh. it just, so it was just, it was just a, a, a pleasure. For the lady part, um, I just needed, uh, because if you notice, we never see her face. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we hear her voice, but we never see her face. And for Jopin, it's the reverse. We see his face, but we never hear his voice. So for the girl, it was a bit more easy. I took the daughter of a friend of mine to uh, to, to to do it. But for for the voice, we had to uh, to cast someone because we really want we really want, want wanted someone who was able to be very warm with her voice, a bit sad, you know, to not to be monothematic mono with our voice. So mm -hmm. it was a bit more hard to, to cast someone. You because know, the, the voice, sorry, sorry, the voice no, is, is bringing you through, through, through the movie. At the very beginning, it's quick. She's very fun. And then she can go into more dra dra dramatic moments. So 
Yeah. That's that's a difficult thing for independent films um, to cast the right people. You have to have kind of a... It's almost... Um, and I don't know if you work this way, but it's almost... Uh, you just meet somebody and you have a feeling about them, right? It's the exactly, feeling, exactly. the human feeling that the interaction between that person and the director that happens. Was it that way with you then? Yes, yes. Instinct. In in this movie, there is really one real actor is a teacher. And uh, the real character of uh, the movie is a camera and what it shows. It's very, very, uh, do you know this art in the uh, 17th century, still life still life mm -hmm. it means it's a very it's we don't have too much move of camera mm -hmm. it's really you frame a man sitting on a on a bench you uh, you you frame someone on the back who is you know it's um the story and the camera are the real car and 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 the voiceover they are really the the the, the character in this movie and also if, if it makes sense it does it really does i i um well, I highly recommend it. It's called Happy Like Joplin. And we will follow up with everyone and tell you where you can see this movie. Just check on OWC Radio. We'll do a little update for you when the film is, is actually released. And I think you need to be very careful with the release because I really think you should go for an academy on this one. So, you know, I think you know, uh, sorry. I wish you luck with it. Break a leg. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. And uh, we will we'll see. We we hope uh, because in, being honest with you, we didn't even think about festivals yet. So we really have to uh, sit down and and see if you have any advice in which in which festival we, we could put. Because in finance, we have no idea yet. We really need to. <laughs> to I, look into I think it. Uh, the first one that came to mind for me was the Berlinale. Um, but there are so many. Uh, we'll we'll definitely you and I will have a conversation about this. And thank you very much. So what's next for you? Not too long ago, I saw part of a play um, on the on the YouTube. It was a, it's a young Irish tra from from the traveler community. He's extremely but extremely talented man, and he had some kind of play named the Dead House, and. Um, and the play, it's about a man who is going to the funeral of his granddad. His granny is, is, is crying, of course. But there is something that really stri strikes him. It's a toothbrush. It's a, it's a toothbrush. It's when actually you're, and actually we are starting to write a movie uh, about that. It's, you know, it's a movie about when you lose someone that you really, really like for years and years, you spend 30, 40 with this person. This person goes, it's, you know, it's not easy, but you will say bye to the person because you have no choice. But what stay, the clothes and they have the toothbrush there, it's so much harder to pack them and to say bye to your male memories. So we are trying to, we start already to write a small script about um, funny way, but a, a emotional way to uh, uh, to uh, show his, uh, his, uh, his play. So it, it's only a very, very... Uh, beginning so we are far from it so you're going to keep doing this i have a feeling this is going to oh yes so take... i have no i have no <laughs> i have no desire to to stop yet just take good care no. of your family in the process right <laughs> no oh, no i'm spending a lot of time with him this good. is why it took so long to do it on no, 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 no. that's very good <laughs> well um 
it's been it's just been such a pleasure speaking with you jean baptiste maudry film the, the, the film happy like joplin i'm encouraging everyone to kind of keep your ears to the ground and wait for this to come out i think we'll be hearing a lot more about it and a lot more about your work thank you for your time thank today. you very much Merci bien et bonne chance. What is the French equivalent of break a leg? What do you say in France to filmmakers? Oh, break, break a leg. Oh, my God. You know what? I, know. I have no we idea. We say break a leg, right? In English. Break, yeah, in English, uh, break, break a leg means you wish someone well, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we say bonne chance. Bonne chance. Or, uh, or, or we said a very bad word as well. This is, I think it would be the very, we said uh, merde. My father, you know, you talk about things that you don't want to get rid of. And my father used to joke around using that word. And I have really? on a napkin, he's passed away quite a few years ago. But I have that word with an exclamation mark on it. And it's inside a, a plastic bag. And I have it in my drawer in the house. And oh, God, yeah. it's one of those little things, you know, it's a silly word. It's not necessarily always a good word, but, um, but it's bound to your memories. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it's not a toothbrush, but it's a little note on a napkin. And it reminds it's, me of my father. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so important, this memory. I yeah. agree with you. Well, Wonderful memories to everyone listening. And remember what I tell you guys every time. Get up off your chairs and go do something wonderful today. Go make a wonderful movie. And uh, stay tuned for more information about Happy Like Joplin. Thanks for listening. He's Jean-Baptiste Maudouy. I'm Serena Catania. And you have been listening to OWC Radio.